Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of The Magic Cast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 188 in this ep- this this week's episode, the second episode of the week, the second one that we've recorded. We'll be talking about uh, Real Sociedad nil, Roma nil, and Roma again through to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. The Europa League draw, which was done today at uh, lunchtime uh, with the... Champions League draw and the Conference League draw for all the quarterfinals and the semi-final draw and who's going to be home in the finals. Um, yes, they've done that also and we'll be previewing a big game on Sunday. Not the Derby d'Italia, it's the Derby della Capitale. One is the palate cleanser, one is the dessert as they're both next to each other. One's the Sunday evening kickoff and one's the Sunday night kickoff. We'll be doing the Derby della Capitale as Lazio play Roma and Roma will be seeking revenge for the 1-0 defeat in November of 2022. The game we don't talk about, which is probably one of the worst derbies I've ever seen since I've been following Roma since probably that 2004-2005 derby, which may or may not have been fixed, but the more I digress... Tonight with me, I've got Joey. How are you? Good. How are you, Scott? Uh, not bad. Sorry to bother with the almost minute and 30 monologue. I wanted to get as much in as I can. Yeah, all good. Um, I was a li- got a little bit nervous at times yesterday, but as we will talk about the game in due course, no, all good. Can't complain. It's Friday. Um, the working week is done. Looking forward to watching some football before the international break for top leagues. Uh, I'm off to a game next week when the football league over here in the UK takes centre stage during the international break. But all good. Can't complain. Good. Yeah, Fridays, uh, it's, you know, it's one of the better days of the week uh, when you're done your work week. got weekend to look forward to and you got a a successful round that, sh- that Roma... Roma is able to advance, so it makes it makes the the end of the week just so much better. It is. I may sneak some football manager in um, over the weekend. Also, uh, a game I don't think you have delved into quite a lot, have you? Uh, not as much as you have. No, I, no. I I've to- I played around with it a bit, but no, not as much as uh, a lot of people. I, I know there's a lot of people who are like really intense into it, but mm. I, I can't say I'm one of those people. No, there's some content creator stuff I've watched on YouTube and I've downloaded, I've started a new season. I've got a South American save. I did a save with Roma last, on last year's one. It was quite good. I managed to get out of debt quite easily and then sold some big players and spent a lot of money and kept finishing second behind Juventus, who had Mikel Arteta as their manager. But I did win the league and I did win the Coppa Italia and I won the Conference League. But I kept getting to the quarterfinals of the Champions League and then losing to Liverpool, which was horrible. But the more I digress about football manager and my pain on it, the, the less we'll talk about yesterday. But should we talk about yesterday? So, well, Sociedad nil, Roma nil, Roma going through 2-0 on aggregate. It was Mourinho ball at its finest, wasn't it? Um, 23% possession. At one point, I think with about 20 minutes to go, Roma had 84 passes completed. And Real Sociedad had 440. <laughs> Roma had three shots and goal, none on target. There was the disallowed goal, but 
it was a defensive masterclass, wasn't it? Real Sociedad had much of the ball, but didn't really create much until the two guilt-edged chances by Oyasalbao from close range and uh, Alexander Soloff, who missed a header in the, first, in the second half. But nothing really got past Roma. There was the potential red card on Rico, which on Carzo, which we were WhatsApping during during halftime, and that could have been a red card. And then uh, Fernandez, who did come on, got sent off for two yellows. For one was uh, a challenge, and one was dissent right in the end. But overall, good defensive, solid performance. What were your thoughts yesterday? Yeah, I'll definitely say a good defensive performance. If anyone ever asked me, uh, what does Mourinho ball look like? It was that. Tell them watch this game. Roma versus Real Sociedad away up 2-0 from the first leg. You'll see classic uh, Mourinho. Um, yeah, they, they went in with a clear intention. I know uh, Mourinho's funny when he says in his press conference that he wanted to still try to attack and score. I don't think that was the intention at all, but Let's just say, okay, maybe maybe he was trying, but it didn't seem that way. Uh, to me, their intentions were just go in there, uh, defend deep, uh, just allow nothing through, and just come out of there passing around no matter how you do it. Uh, to be honest, though, the first half, I actually think Roma were the closest to scoring twice with the Dybala deflected shot which went just, just wide. The goalkeeper was wrong-footed. Mm. And Smalling, if he gets you know any other body part to that ball besides his hand, whether it was his chest, most likely, it would have been definitely a goal to Roma 1-0. So we actually had the better chances first half. And it's funny that people post the XG. Well, the shot by Dybala, and, um, and I'm actually trying to defend XG in this case because Roma didn't have a high one. The shot by Dybala mm. and... Smalling are were actually good chances by Roma, mm. but they're not accounted for on XG because they weren't really a shot on target, right? So it was no point uh, one zero. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. Like yeah. especially Smalling, right? They called it for a foul, well, foul, mm. a handball. So Humble, yeah. that's not even attributed as XG. So first half, honestly, Roma had the better chances. There was nothing from Sociedad, and uh, come second half, there were the two chances by. Um, so say that, as you mentioned, I think Sorloff was a little more difficult than what people tend to think it was. He was unmarked, sure, but he was kind of standing still and he was facing just a little more awkwardly to to head the ball in the right direction. So I think it was a little harder than what people make it out to be just because it was unmarked. But for sure, uh, Oriazabal should have scored that that chance that he had on Patricio Um uh, it it should have went in. They they should have definitely scored that goal. Uh, not taking away from Sociedad, they had a great chance created. Um, uh, but after that, and even before, they to me it felt Roma could have played you know another four or five matches. I don't think Sociedad was scoring, especially after missing that chance. I, I don't think so. I was always nervous as I texted you in the the WhatsApp uh, chat. You know during the game. I, I'm always like that. It's just a, it's just a, my DNA in watching Roma. It's the the suffering I like to do, but I I didn't feel they would they would have gone scored on. So uh, once I saw the way the game was going, I was like, yeah, Roma's going to qualify. And in the end, they did. There was some moments in the second half you thought they could get through, 
But how good was Roma's back five? It was a rejigged back five after Carstorp got oh, taken off injured with, uh, well, it looked like he was concussed, but I think he had a bloody nose and some, I would say a jaw problem because that looked horrible from Rico. And then Rico, I think he, him and Zaleski had some fun. Um, Zaleski impressed when he came on. He defended really well. Um, but that back five, including the back six, including the goalkeeper, were outstanding yesterday. The three in the central defenders were, were amazing. There was I was fearing the worst when both Karlsdorp and Gianluca Mancini were booked early on in the game where the Romanian referee was... I think the crowd got on his back and may have he may have swayed some decisions and got some yellow cards out, but they defended stoically, heroically, put their bodies on the line. Chris Morning was head and shoulders the best player on the pitch, block after block, but that back five, including Patricio, Rui Patricio, sorry, because Rui Patricio pulled off some really good saves. They were outstanding. They gave that, Real Sociedad attack nothing. They blunted them and it was a defensive masterclass. Oh, it, it definitely was. Uh, Smalling for me was a uh, matter of match. Um, before we get to the... Uh, before I, I go into about the masterclass of defense, um, I'm glad you brought up the referee. I think... Uh, I don't think he was great on, on both sides. On, on, uh, on, on Roma's side... He was just giving yellow cards for me, which I don't believe were ap- you know yellows between Smalling, Mancini, and Karsdorp. I, I, I just don't understand where these yellows were coming from. And some some of the the tackles were made. Even you know Romo was trying to waste a lot of time and trying to get cheap fouls. I think on the other side too. I'm not trying to be biased, so I think uh, a few calls went our way on on calls that were minimal contact. Maybe he could have let go. We were getting those calls, but we were also getting a, a ton of yellows, which didn't make sense. But on to the uh, defensive masterclass. I, I thought Smalling was man of match for sure. Uh, Ibanez played very well. You didn't hear anything of Mancini, so he did he did well as well. Um, Zaleski, yes, I was worried when he came on for Karsdorp. I always think defensively he's more of a liability. Uh, he did fairly well. I still don't know what's going on with Celik. I, I, I just find it kind of strange. You know, after that one own goal, he can't get a start or even minutes. So, but Zaleski did well, and just yeah, the the back line helped by Cristante, which tactically was phenomenal. He was always in the right positions, uh, even Wijnaldum um, going forward. I mean, they offered very little, but that was the game plan. But defensively, I thought both did an excellent job, especially with Matic uh, missing due to the virus he had, which I hope he comes back for. Uh, the Derby, I thought all of them gave each other support. Um, it was something that was missing from the Sassuolo game, Scott. If you remember, we spoke about how uh, Smalling was uh, screaming a lot at the midfield for coming back to help support defensively. I think they did a great job along with uh, the back five. So just overall, a great defensive class. And this is credit to Mourinho and what he's brought to this defense, you know, considering we had the likes of Di Francesco and Fonseca, which, I mean, Fonseca has his own uh, positives, but defensively we're always shaky and we just, we have our moments because we're still Roma, uh, but just the way he's able to have this defense just play at an elite level is is something outstanding. No, I completely agree. I think that was probably one of Roma's best 
if not the best defensive performance all season in Europe and in Serie A. But I will give a bit of credit to Real Sociedad because I thought they did play well and they did create chances. But bloody hell, at the at the age he is, David Silva, my God, he was outstanding yesterday. He's still a magician. And it, it was just, oh, I got nervous every time he got the ball most of the time in the second half because... I think he's 35 or 36, so he's just a little bit older than me. But my God, he's still a magician and he's still different class. But Roma did their job and you were right about Cristante. We clearly missed him on um, on Sunday against Sassuolo. Um, but yeah, yesterday him and uh, Wijnaldum played as a double pivot. Basically, Roma played... Uh, so it was back three, then I went to a back five... Uh, was going to do some analysis work, which I might do a bit tomorrow, just a, a little bit on the defensive performance. I, I think at times, Roma, it was literally the lowest of low blocks of a 5-4-1, which then went to probably a 5-5-0. <laughs> it was just mad. It was Wijnaldum and Cristante playing as like the two DMs, and then it's just squished together. But yeah, um, just unbelievable. I'm so happy Roma managed to get something out of that and got a very tasty Europa League quarterfinal draw, um, which was done today. Um, overall, happy with the draw. Final, first leg is away at the Dukoip. Um Second leg is at home at the Olympica on the 20th of April. So the ties will be played on the 13th and the, eight, and the 20th of April. And the winner will play, uh, is it Bayer Leverkusen and Union Saint-Gelois? It's what? Leverkusen yeah. and Union Saint-Gelois. Saint-Gelois, yeah. yeah, who are Union... They won the Union Derby against Union Berlin in the in the previous round. Bayer Leverkusen got past Varos. Varos. Um, but there's some really good ties. I, I caught the end of the Arsenal Sporting Lisbon game yesterday, which went into extra time and the Portuguese team won on penalties. There's some really interesting ties. So it's Man United Sporting Lisbon. Um, no, no, Man United Sevilla. Juventus Sporting Lisbon. Apologies. Uh, Roma Feyenoord and Bayer Leverkusen Union saint Genois. Part of me, for for the glutton of punishment, I wanted either Juventus or Sevilla. My mate, who I go watch Swindon games with, uh, he's a Man United fan and we were WhatsApping each other saying yesterday that it's going to be Roma Man United. But then I said, drink it in. It's either going to be a Roma Juve final or a Roma Man United final. That's what I uh, I said as a potential final. It, it, it never know. It's knockout football, and we all know how good Mourinho is at knockout football. Just look at last season, the Europa League win he had at Man United in 2017. But overall, okay with the draw against Feyenoord. Feyenoord are at top of the, at the moment in the Eredivisie, and I think this weekend they play Ajax in uh, in I think they call it the Classic. Uh, or the Classica, sorry. Um, but it's the rematch of last season's Conference League final and also of a Europa League tie, and I think in 2014-15, which caused some chaos and some problems with both sets of fans in Rotterdam and in Rome. And then Roma won the tie. But overall, how do you feel over it, over the, over the quarterfinal tie? Uh, I'm definitely, I definitely can't be discontent about it. I'm happy. Uh, I mean, avoiding Man United would, to me, mm. is the only goal. I mean, I 
I mean, at this point of competition, you never know what can happen. Sporting beat Arsenal. So uh, if, if I had to choose, I would have just avoided Man United. But everyone else, I mean, I think Roma can do the job. I think they can advance from it. Feyenoord have had a, a good season. Definitely, they've only lost once, if I'm not mistaken, all year. Um, but in the Europa League, Lazio has beaten them at home. Uh, I've seen that. So they've gotten some interesting results in the group stage. So it is there for the taking. I do know that Feyenoord do want revenge on Roma, so that could work. Maybe that could work a little bit in their favor, but we have the return leg coming at home. So uh, I think it's a good draw. We actually potentially avoid Juventus. Even sporting, you know, our tough, our tough Portuguese team and uh, Man United, we can potentially avoid them to the final. So, and just to mention, Scott, like we, we mentioned pre-pod, I do want to, like I said, I, I do want to apologize for the, uh, the being incorrect about the bracket. I, I thought the bracket was, was done last round when I said Roma could have potentially faced Feyenoord the next round, but uh, it actually ended up being funny enough. It ended up being that. So there was another draw. So my apologies for being incorrect. The, I guess the app was, was, uh, was wrong about it, but yeah, it's uh it's a, it's a good draw for Roma. I think they can make the final. I'm not saying they will, but they have the capabilities to do it. I don't think there's a team that's, that's overpowered to them. I think Sociedad as bad of a form they've been in the last month are still overall one of the better teams we faced in this league and we got through them. So um, I, I, I'm honestly happy for the draw. It's, it's open season, I feel, because you've got Manchester United who are coming off a 7-0 defeat against Liverpool, but they've won the Carabao Cup and they're in a really good form under Eric Ten Hag. Juve are Juve at the moment. They're smart in. Uh, they've done okay domestically and they've done really well in Europe and in the Europa League. They beat Nantes and they beat a very good Freiburg team who are, are looking trying to get Champions League football in uh, in the Bundesliga. Feyenoord, who Roma played, they just absolutely brushed Shakhtar Donetsk aside. And I don't know, was it 7-1 in the end they won yesterday? By Leverkusen under Chabi Alonso, he's got a really, really good team after a slow start in which they sacked their, their, their manager, their Swiss manager from last season after they got them into the Champions League. Union Saint-Juloir, um, that's like a fairy tale story. I think two years ago they were in the Belgian second tier. I think they did really well last season. Um, yeah, it's sporting. Uh, they beat Arsenal yesterday. I, I'm really looking forward to this quarterfinal stage. There's, it's a knockout, knockout football at its best, and it's, it's going to be really intriguing to see. Um, about that, six Italian teams got through in Europe. Who were the team that didn't get through? <laughs> the team we are playing Sunday. Uh, it's, that's not the segue, Which? but we will talk about the derby in a minute. But it's been a really. Did you see his quote, Mourinho, uh, about uh, about Lazio today? I had a I had a little bit of a laugh. I've seen the video. I didn't see the quote. I saw Sari's quote that they're, they're not structured to play in two competitions. Maybe if you buy a striker to be a vice for a mobile, you probably won't be in this situation and not be as stubborn as you are and not blaming pitches overall. But um, it's been a really good week or good couple of weeks for Italian teams in Europe. Um, with the Champions League draw, you've got Milan-Napoli, Inter, Inter, got Benfica. 
Uh, is it Chelsea, Bayern Munich, and Manchester City, Real Madrid? I think are the the other. Two. Uh, it's City. It's City, Bayern Munich, City, and Chelsea, Madrid, Real, Madrid. Real Madrid. Sorry, yeah. I, I I knew I got one of those two, but but potentially there's going to be one Italian team in the Champions League final. That's bonkers. I, I'm quite confident there will be. It will be. It will be, and it will probably be the team that is running away with Serie A at the moment, but. How good is it that we've had the renaissance of Italian football in Europe, even though domestically Serie A hasn't been the best this season because Napoli are running away with it, but no one wants second, third or fourth. Every t- every week, Inter are fumbling it, AC Milan are fumbling it, Roma fumbled it last week, Lazio and Atalanta, are, 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 they've been dropping points left, right and centre. Juventus have had the 15-point deduction, but how good is it that teams are stepping up in Europe, even though the quality in Serie A this season has not been the greatest, bar Napoli? I, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised, to be honest. Uh, it's, it's about time, Scott O'Shea, as Roma mm. fans, that someone else helps us carry the <laughs> Italian... Uh, Italian teams representing in Europe because uh, Roma has been doing it for the last few years, getting mm. far. You know, we've made semifinals of the Champions League, semifinals of the Europa League. We win the Conference League, which, you know, Lazio, uh, the Mourinho quote I would mention as part of this is Lazio won't have a third rate European competition to play now. What a shame. So that's what Mourinho said after Iliatari called it and, you know, Sari called it third rate competitions and, it's a cup that nobody cares about, but yeah, they um, they really stepped up this year. I, I think part of it's due to there's a lot of games, so they not that they choose, but there's so many games to play. When sometimes when they're when they've exhausted so much energy into European uh, European play, they come back to Serie A. They just don't have the energy, and that's where they they lose out on some points. So I just think it's crazy how much footballers play these days, which attributes to why. You you can see in certain certain games they don't really stepped up to par, but yeah, overall it's great having you know six of the seven teams that we have still in the competition. One most likely making the Champions League final, and I think I'm I'm confident in Fiorentina uh, going further in the Conference League. I think they're finding a a good good run of form right now, so um, they they should at least make the semifinals there and. We'll see with Roma and Juventus uh, what they do in the Europa League. But I'm glad the the renaissance is happening and hopefully it just puts uh, Serie A in a much better position and more attractive for, for players to come to the league. Apologies, I may have forgotten La Viola and Fiorentina. They play Lech Poznan uh, of Poland in the, in the quarterfinals of the, the Conference League after they went to Turkey and I would say demolished Sivasport, even though a fan ran on the pitch and tried to I think he hit a Fiorentina player in the face and that went uh, a bit viral yesterday and I think there's going to be some repercussions over that but I do agree I think it's been coming I think you've seen the quality of of results in in Europe like you saw Napoli being Eintracht Frankfurt after this the very very sad scenes we saw in Naples during the week you saw both Milan teams get through maybe Inter by skin of their teeth <laughs> with Andre Anana pulling off the, a miraculous save away at Porto, Milan winning away against Spurs but yeah, this is going to be fun uh, there's there's 
Uh, Scott, th- did you see? Sorry to interrupt. Did you see the ten clean sheets in ten games between the um, Champions League and uh, Europa League for um, uh, Roma, Juventus, uh, uh, both Milan teams, and Napoli? No, I did not. But that is an excellent stat. Yeah, they did. They they did not concede a single goal between all five teams of the first two competitions in both the home and a leg, uh, oh home and away legs. Yeah, yeah, because Juve they beat Freiburg without conceding. They won. Was it one nil and two nil? Uh, Milan, AC Milan won one nil and one nil. Inter won one nil and two nil nil. And Roma won two nil. Yeah, wow, two nil nil and Napoli two nil and three nil. Wow, yeah. that's unbelievable. Crazy. That's a, that's a stat. You'll put that on Twitter and someone will steal it and then get like a million retweets. And oh, Probably. <laughs> probably. But no, it's. It, I do feel there will be an Italian team win the Champions League and I feel one of Roma or Juventus will go far in the, in the Europa League and I feel now I think Villarreal got knocked out by, was it by Anderlecht yesterday? I feel that um, Fiorentina could go far in the, in the Conference League. It's a shame Lazio couldn't get through. I say that with a smile on my face, but this potentially will be the segue into a bit of a, a big game on Sunday. Um, there's some very big games on Sunday. Um, one at one at the bottom, Sampdoria versus Hellas Verona. That's the early kickoff. I will, for I'm glutton for punishment, and I will probably watch that. And Serie A this this weekend's action's already kicked off, and it's Sassuolo nil, Spezia nil, with about twenty minutes to go. Spezia are playing in that wonderful away kit that they uh, they've got. Um, the Atalanta are playing tonight, but we've got the Derby della Capitale on Sunday uh, before the Derby d'Italia. Nervous? Excited? How are you feeling going into the game? Because Roma will need to bounce back after some poor form in Serie A. Um, Lazio are the home team. They've they've been poor recently. I watched the game against Bologna. They struggled big time. But how are you feeling? Confident? Do you feel Roma could get something out of it going into the international break? Ahead of playing both Sampdoria, Torino and then the two games sandwiched in between in the Europa League and then Udinese. Yeah, uh for the derby it's 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 gonna be obviously tough. I'm um I'm a little less worried than what I was against Sassuolo. I think for a derby, you know, the Roma and even Lazio will always always get up to play that game no matter how tired they might be. So they'll put in the extra energy plus there's a, a motivation factor. They don't have a, a game the next week, so they can literally empty the tank um, for this game. You know, they have a week off afterwards, uh, two weeks actually, until the the next slate of games. So uh, I'm more confident than Sassuolo. I'm always going to be nervous because it's battle for Champions League and it's what I've been wanting all season. Um, but I do believe Roma can get a result from this game. I hope so. I really do hope so because you don't want to be going into the international break smarting after two Serie A disappointments against Sassuolo and then the Derby. Um, do you see any changes going ahead? Do you think that obviously there'll probably be a couple of changes? Kumbula won't start because he's suspended after um, his incident. <laughs> for a while. 
yeah, there was, I think I saw on Roma Press that um, they are looking to get rid of him. It was the polite term of ship him out of Rome. But but um, it, I have I envision pretty much the same sort of side from yesterday with maybe Matic coming in for if he's feeling better with Matic coming in for um, for Vinaldum and maybe Zaleski for. Karsdorp, I don't think Karsdorp would be fit enough to play unless he's okay after a pretty much a savage shoulder block elbow from uh, from Mr. Rico. But do you reckon any changes? Just same sort of side from yesterday? Uh, no, the only change I think will be Matic for Wijnaldum. And then they'll uh, they'll try to use, depending on the game situation, try to use uh, Wijnaldum and El Shirari off the bench. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure Karsdorp is ruled out. He broke his nose. He's getting surgery tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was reported uh, today, not too long ago. So he's he's going to definitely be out tomorrow. Uh, and uh, I, I still want to see Chelik, uh, Scott, at some mm. point. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know why I keep mentioning his name, but in a game like this, I just prefer to be more defensively stable and have uh, Spinazzola handle more of the offensive duties for the wingback role, uh, maybe help contain Felipe Anderson or Matias Zaccagni. So, but I don't think he will change it. I think he'll keep the same lineup, just Matic coming in. Maybe only... Maybe wild card because he's been in good form. Uh, might play El Sharari if he wants to give Spinazzola rest. I don't think yeah. he will. I think he'll use him and Wijnaldum off the bench. And probably Abraham to start uh, uh, ahead of Bellotti, who I oh, thought. Yes. Oh, yes. I saw yesterday put in one hell of a defensive shift. Um, uh, and yeah, he, he did. He was he was absolutely cream crackered at the end. But yeah, um, I think Abraham. Will come in. I I envision a different style of game to the one that we saw previously in November. I think that was probably one of the worst Roma performances I've seen under Mourinho and maybe in Serie A and then probably in Roma in a long, long time. Probably during the COVID se- season against Parma when Roma lost 2-0 and they were clueless, but... Do you envision a different style of game? Do you think Roma will try and sit back and then try and hit on the counter? Because it's a game they really need to pick up a win to go into the to April and the last six or eight weeks of the season in good position going into an an ideal run in in April. Um, I actually envision Scott them trying to. Uh, attack early, score, and then defend. Um, mm. I, I don't think I think they'll be aggressive to start. Really, Roma uh, on certain occasions with these type of games. Um, the Juve game was a game where the, it felt more to sit back because they played defensive as well, mm. and they want to be careful. But I think Lazio they're gonna they're gonna give it a go. They sat back a lot against Sociedad. I just I, I just don't see it this game. I, I think Roma are really gonna. Uh, step up. Remember when we played Sociedad last time, Roma really stepped up, played Juventus, beat Juventus uh, in their own way. I think they do the same, but this time I, I just think they put the foot on the accelerator. They'll try to they'll try to get a goal or two early or earlier, um, and then then maybe resort to you know their defensive masterclass that they've been doing. I think they want to try to rattle Lazio a bit in uh, in the first few moments. 
try to get some good opportunities and maybe score and then put Lazio on the pressure. I don't think they want to do what they did last time, right? They sat back a lot more. They were poor and they just couldn't get out of it once they made that mistake. Uh, I, I think it's definitely going to be a, a different game this time around. Yeah, there was no attacking input after um, Roger Abanez's mistake in the first game. Um, excuse me. I don't think Roma needed to attack yesterday. The, that the impetus was really on Real Sociedad, wasn't it? They had to have the ball and had to create the chances. Roma were just here, just thinking, if we can just get out of here without without conceding, the game was won, and that's what they did. But I feel on Sunday, and I really do agree with you, there is probably going to be a bit more attacking intent because the there is more importance on this game. There is fourth is the objective, uh, Champions League football is the objective if they can get into that and get into those positions going into I say the international break that is coming up um, for for the European Championships I actually forgot um, yeah we'd start next week but yeah um, I'm really looking forward to it I might get nervous on, on Sunday going into the game but I, I, these derby games are, are, are quite interesting the form book as all derby games in all football around the world, the form book goes out of the window. Um, I, I was thinking earlier, when was the last time Roma won an away derby? It's been a long time. It has been, but isn't it the same for Lazio? Isn't it always Roma or Lazio winning uh, the home, home derbies? Yes. Each, yeah, they always win it or, or there's a tie in, in some way, but I think it's the same for both teams, but you're right, uh, Scott, they... Roma haven't won an away derby in uh, in a while. Um, look, we haven't we haven't beaten Juventus in a while or beaten Inter away in what was it like five years? So mm. you know, it seems like it's one of those years where we're breaking those those type of games. So we're we're getting the wins. So uh, it's a first for everything. So it's going to be a first for this one. And with the tough schedule in April coming up, it's not as tough as March. Don't get me wrong. But it is still going to be tough. I, I noticed, Scott, we actually play, um, we actually play the rest of the top ten in April in Torino, Udinese, and Atalanta. So we're playing the, we're still playing the top half of the table throughout all of April, uh, along with the uh, the two uh, European legs that we have against uh, Feyenoord. So again, it's still going to be a difficult month. So it's really good before the break that Roma, uh, Roma get the three points, and you know. They they continue onwards. You you can see they're 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 so emotionally invested into this too, Scott. Like I I mean, it's going to be better for them if they get this win to come out of the international break. Because I don't know if you noticed, once they lost to Sassuolo, the faces in the next days of training when they posted oh, like videos God, they and media, the pics, they look so sad. They looked like they were so. They were so down, but when they beat Juventus, they were smiling all around. It just, it just, I don't know. It just makes it feel that the team is so heavily invested into to doing so well in these two objectives. So uh, this will give a big boost to them coming out of the break and into that uh, that uh, pretty tough April schedule. Okay, so I've got here. I've got the head to heads of Roma Lazio. Um, so the last time. Roma won away at Lazio. Was it 2016-2017 season? So it's the 4th of December 2016. Lazio nil, Roma 2. 
It was Kevin Didn't Strickland. Didn't they do the double that season? Uh, no. They played each other four times that season. One, the Coppa Italia semi-final, which Lazio won 4-2 overall. And then they got demolished by Juventus in the final. And then in that crazy couple of weeks at the end of the season where Roma threw it away, Lazio won the derby 3-1 in April. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. The Felipe yeah. Anderson master, master stroke of a game. I think that was one of his last games before he went to um, to West Ham. But yeah, the last time Roma won away, there was the that year they won twice away at Lazio. It was 2016. 2015-16 season, they won 4-1 in that infamous uh, empty stadium game where there was about 20,000 fans there and it was one of Stefano Pioli's last games. Uh, I think Dzeko scored, Florenzi scored, Al Shirari scored, uh, Diego Perotti scored, I think it was. And then the following season under Spalletti. Was it Spalletti? Yeah, it was Spalletti. 2-0. Uh, Strutman and Nainggolan scored. Strutman then chucked water over Cataldi when he was on the on the bench. But yeah, uh, the last couple, um, Lazio won one nil this season. There's been Roma won three nil, Lazio won three two, Roma won two nil, Lazio won three nil in January twenty twenty one. There was two draws in the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season. Uh and then it they've been knocking taking points off each other. There was a draw, nil-nil, in Di Francesco's season in 17-18. And then, yeah, uh, I, you are right. It's, it's normally the home team wins some a game and or it's a draw and then the away team doesn't really pick up anything. But I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. So, uh, so am I. And it's big, Scott, because we, you mentioned uh, earlier about the, uh, the Derby d'Italia that comes Sunday night, right? Yes. So you... Uh, Inter have a tough opponent in Juventus, and we don't know if you've, if Juventus is getting the 15 points back. So if they are not, that means it's direct rivals that somebody's going to drop points or potentially both. So this is where Roma have to take um, take advantage and um, and make sure they get all three points uh, against Lazio. Agreed, agreed. And if you are you, if you want to watch some Serie A at the weekend. There's two massive games to watch on Sunday evening, and there's also a relegation game you could watch on Sunday morning, but the quality in the game may not be the greatest as Sampdoria are destined for Serie B. Um, do you have anything else to add, Joey? No, that's it. Just uh, just glad Roma got through Sociedad, and you know it's going to be tougher as Feyenoord first First in their division, I know it's their divisi, but they they seem to know how to score, and we gotta well, we gotta just hope that they keep the professional attitude and keep going. And same against Lazio, no mistakes. And I really think Roma Roma can come out of the end of March uh, positively, looking a bit healthier than it was maybe this time last week, or not this time last week, but last Sunday, where it yes. may, may have been a bit doom and gloom. <laughs> um, but yeah, our uh, only we- absentee is Karsdorp, I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah. So and we'll have so back and back Belotti if we ever need uh, Wijnaldum and El Shari. I think those are going to be key off the bench. It's got it's, it's looking a bit better than it was on last Sunday. There's a bit of depth and a bit of a bit of quality where we were lacking a little bit last week. It's also, but no, um, 
I think this pretty much wraps the end of the podcast. Um, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com and you find all our previous episodes on the website. And you can find us on all podcast platforms, so your Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean. And if you um, if you use a system that does a rate and review, please give us a, a good rating, maybe five stars, just to boost the ego and give us a good rating. Um, Joey. Thank you very much for joining me on this Friday evening, uh, the start of Coucho weekend and some really good football coming up. Yeah, can't wait to watch the great weekend of football and always a pleasure uh, discussing Roma with you. No worries and thank you. Uh, everyone enjoy their weekends before the international break. Uh, enjoy if you go into a game, enjoy the, the weather and enjoy the football. Ciao. Ciao.